SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Sports Talk Network. Not only do we have a roster of world-class experts, but they tell you gaming strategies to help you win. Any simpler, and we'd have to hold your hand. And nobody wants that. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. Glad to be with you, Sportsbook Radio in Las Vegas from the KSHP studios. Brian Blessing, Stevie Slapshot, ready to rock and roll with you. A lot on the docket. Hoops in the rearview mirror. We'll dive into that. Hockey goes front and center the next 72 hours. Seattle expansion. We kind of know the team already. We'll have a discussion on that, I think. And then the NHL draft on Friday night. And football's coming. Football's coming. It's coming fast. Speaking of football, we're going to do a Conference USA preview with Mark Lawrence this hour from PlaybookSports.com. We love doing these college conference previews. We've done it in Las Vegas for a decade. And now we're thrilled that on Sirius 204, the Sports Grid Radio Network, we get to share this with you. And honestly, when we do these previews, it's information that gives you a running start. But as we go through these teams, you'll find nuggets of information, things that resonate with you. And I even say maybe take some notes uh, because you'll find something you can utilize in week eight, Stevie. I mean it. I mean, there are things, I'm telling you, a certain college football matchup pops in. I go, oh, we talked about that. Oh, this game's going to be a track meet, or this team's a, a dead-under team. This is a bad matchup for the—it's an under. And it's all stuff that we had talked about in July and August leading up to the season. What, what I really like that, that Dennis uh, brings out is these Mark. coaches— these, <laughs> We had Dennis last hour. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, Mark. Uh, <laughs> these coaches have trends. So they're, they're good as favorites, or they're good as underdogs, or they're good out of conference, or they're good in conference— and, and, and Mark will point that out. And, again, those are notes you can take down and use that during the season uh, in, in your wagers. All right, let's talk and give kudos to Milwaukee, who just turned that series around and took off. And the key was winning that game five on the road. And to their credit, showed up in the closeout game. Phoenix seemed a bit disjointed offensively. Booker... Really, he had a rough night, and it was, to me, shot selection. It's a combo. Shot selection was, come on, man, a lot of these fadeaway contested shots. There are better shots. More guys should have got involved. But you've got to give Milwaukee credit on the defensive side of the ball for forcing that issue. But Giannis, 50 points, big stage, winning a title. Uh, that's a legacy game. It is. Um, yeah, I uh... 
Yeah, all, all kudos to Milwaukee. I, I think the defense uh, that they played uh, against Phoenix kind of forced Phoenix into uh, what they did last night. But I, Chris Paul scoring 26, I, it, it, it looks good you know, from that aspect. But I think Phoenix is better when, when he's running the team and, and getting – they had balanced scoring, just, just not enough last night. I, I think they're better when, when he has more assists and less points and gets the other guys more involved in the game. And, but I but I do think that Milwaukee's defense uh, prevented Paul from from doing that. So we just saw Tampa Bay win back to back titles in hockey. So when a team wins, do we go down that road? Phoenix, great season. Sometimes you got to learn how to do it. But is this a Milwaukee team can string some together? Yeah, I think Milwaukee's more likely to string some together than than for Phoenix to get back here again next year because of Chris Paul's age. Um, Milwaukee's younger. I I just yeah I could see and I and I I like Budenholzer. I think he's a really good coach. Um, yeah, I could see I could see Milwaukee being in the hunt again next year. You just talk about what they did stylistically, and we talk about a core group. It was it's a triangle. I mean, they had wonderful supporting cast. But you think of that triangle that they get offensively with Holiday, Middleton, and Giannis, mm-hmm. and then on the other end of the court, what Giannis and Holiday specifically bring to the table defensively. Yeah, that's pretty impressive stuff. Yeah, no, that's uh, you're right, Brian. That, that's a good three to build around. Very good three to build around. And again, you know, you talked about it in, in the first hour. Defense. Wins championships, and Milwaukee plays really solid defense. It's funny. I mean, listen, we're not spring chickens. You know, we're the old guys get off our lawn to a degree. Analytics, yeah, blah, blah. blah. Yeah, whatever. (laughs) I'm sorry. That's me Um, trying to find ways to utilize it. But the, the NFL is a passing league. It's an aerial attack. Yeah, but who wins at the end of the year? Mm-hmm. The team with the good running game and the team with the the better defense. Yep. That's that that that's right. What, yeah, no, that's what football is, and the same in baseball. When you have good starting pitching and a, and a closer, and and you don't make errors, uh, you know, in the field, you're a good team generally. I I, I yeah, defense teams teams that are solid on defense have a really good chance of going far in the playoffs. Don't forget, it's lunchtime. 9701 West Flamingo. Our friends over at John Smith Subs, they got you cooking. And every night after 6 p.m., the 6-inch subs are only 5 bucks. Good eating over there. No doubt about it. Our friends at Oasis 4955 South Decatur. The banquet room's open. Make your plans for your fantasy football draft over at Oasis. That banquet room is second to none for fantasy football drafts. All right, coming back, little hockey talk on the expansion draft on Vegas Sportsbook Radio. of sports strategy wisdom like gumballs from the machine. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
Back with the Vegas Sportsbook Radio. Brian Blessing, Stevie Slapshot. So the NBA season ended last night. And I mean this. I really believe the NHL season, it begins today. Yeah. In that a lot of core groups are going to change. Then they get their little window. And it ain't long, bud. They'll be back on the ice. You know, this thing. And the NBA, too. You know, short off season. Right. But hopefully back to the full 82 games and... We'll see what the deal is with the Olympics. They say they're. it looks like they're going to do it. But Seattle, the expansion draft tonight, they've had control of the league for three days. They sign a couple of free agent defensemen, so they get Larson. By the way, how times change, think about that. That was a one-for-one one deal. Yeah. Adam Larson for Taylor Hall who went to Jersey and won an MVP. Mm-hmm. And now Taylor Hall's trying to cut a deal. Looks like he's going to stay in Boston, but at a much lower rate than one would think. But Larson signs with Seattle, and then they get Oleksiak, big, tough defenseman from Dallas. So they, they weren't quiet in the UFA market. So good on them. Yeah. And, and and those are guys. If it doesn't work out at the trade deadline, those are guys. I think that that you can move. I'm I'm, I'm interested in what's going to happen with, with with this team this year. I, I think you know we had Ken Bolke on uh, two days ago, and I I think I think Ken's right. I think that they can compete in that division, you know, immediately. But but if it doesn't work out, I think there they also there are pieces there that they can move and, and get assets for. And an update for the folks along the Sports Grid Radio Network, our friends at Sirius 204. Cam Stewart and I did the Light the Lamp radio show Saturday nights throughout hockey season. And we also do a Light the Lamp podcast. We will be doing a Light the Lamp podcast tonight as soon as the expansion draft ends and give you the final update on, although we got it now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, But we're going to give you an update on the expansion roster, what Seattle's team uh, Seattle's team looks like. And then Friday night, after the first round of the NHL draft, by that time, so many big trades will have happened. And we'll do the top 10 picks in the NHL draft where they go, because that's about right, Stevie. I don't think, honestly, guys that actually historically in the NHL draft make rosters in year one, I don't think, I think you could say four and a half's the number. Yeah. Over under four and a half guys potentially make a roster. You don't go much lower than that. I was interested with what, Dennis Bernstein said last hour uh, with us in that I, I I wonder now if there will be more teams than normal moving down or moving out of this year's draft and acquiring draft picks in subsequent years. Well, the big thing they're saying about the draft this year is the unknowns, right? It's mm-hmm. the unknown. The Sabres, this hurts the Sabres. Will Borgen is a good young defenseman who they developed and he's ready to be an NHL defenseman. Okay. I think that's a real good get. Seriously, for, I'm not, and don't say, it's like, who? Trust me. They protected Rasmus Ristolainen because they're going to move him tomorrow. Right. Their hope is for like a second and a third or, a, or an NHL roster guy. Right. But that's a good get for a good young player, Will Borgen. Okay. Famous name. Leader, good out of the gate. Very similar, would you not say, to Derek England. Mark Giordano from uh, Calgary. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a good guy to have in the room for, for young players. Yes. And they get Jonas 
Dunskoy from the Avs. That's a good get. Yes, it is. Makes $3.9 million a year. Now, they're also taking UFAs here, right? Mm-hmm. So there, there could be movement. and get, They'll trade a guy. They'll say, trade his rights so someone can negotiate. But they're about stockpiling assets with guys like this. Uh, but they, they get Larson as a UFA. Um, Carson Soucy from Minnesota. Kale Fleury from Montreal. Kelly Yankruk from Nashville. If Now, here's a guy. This guy will drive you nuts. But I'm telling you, five-on-five five is a phenomenal player. Jordan Eberle from the Islanders. Mm-hmm. He, I watched the Islanders games. And you're sitting there going, this guy should have four goals a night. He yeah. creates a lot of. He just doesn't put it in, but he's a good player in terms of carrying play. Yeah, that, but but that's also why he got moved out of Edmonton. There just wasn't enough goals there. From the Flyers, Carson Terinsky, a forward, left winger from the Pens, Brandon Tanev, Alexander True, a center from the Sharks, Vince Dunn. Yeah. Interesting player from the Blues. This is a guy with with a little offense from the blue line. Yeah, it really helped him in their cup run. He was a really a really significant part of that cup run for St. Louis. So the Leafs then get Jared McCann in a trade with Pittsburgh and expose him. And that was in hopes they would take him instead of Kerfoot. Looks like they're taking McCann. Okay. So that was a preemptive strike trade for both Pittsburgh and Toronto. Got it. Vancouver, uh, Cole Lind, right winger. And then... Listen, I think a guy that played certainly, I mean, at a bargain price, 716000 a year, Vitek Vanacek, the goalie from the Caps, he ain't right. going to hurt you. I mean, no, he can play. Yes, I agree. And then the Jets, they're going to take the forward Mason Appleton. Okay. So, I mean, there's the meat of it. Yeah. I mean, so the funny thing is, they had the video. Did you happen to see this on Twitter yesterday? Uh, no. It, you don't know what it is. No, I, I didn't see the tw- I didn't see the video. <laughs> they were doing different ways. They're going to be revealing the players, and one of them is at a seafood place where the guy threw a salmon to the guy, oh. a full salmon. He catches it, and the the names are hey from the the Maple Leafs, Alex Kerfoot. That's fantastic. So they leaked that, and it was out there, and everybody thought it was going to be Kerfoot, and now the report is it's not Kerfoot, it's McCann. Okay. Oh, that's good, though. That's, but, but, and then the point was, well, is that it? Or the truth of it was, they're out filming this thing, and Seattle could have said, we're taking either this guy, that guy, or this guy, and they did the you know three versions of it. Okay. But they released the Kerfoot thing like like this poor guy Kerfoot's like, I'm going to Seattle. No, you're not. Hmm. Hmm. He'll be happy to stay in Colorado. No, he's in Toronto. Toronto. Um, yeah, I, I, like, I, I like the team that, uh, that they've you know picked up here. Again... I, I think that team can compete in the Pacific Division, or if they don't, those are guys that you can move at a trade deadline. Uh, you know, other teams will want guys like that to fill out their roster and make a playoff run. So, I, so I think that Seattle's done a really good job here. All right, we're going to talk football. Conference USA previews coming up next with Mark Lawrence. Take you up to Scott Farrell, top of the hour on the network. Vegas Hockey Ellen Dave Shane from the RJ is going to join us. KSHP.com, listen live function there. Coming to Vegas, we always tell you, get mobile apps. We had Tony Miller on, standalone book in the first hour. The STN mobile app, you get the $50 bo- uh, sign up, you get the baseball cap, they got cash back, uh, deposits of more than $100 or more. The STN 
mobile app. And if you're heading in from out of town, you're heading to the Strip, go stay a hide our buddy Tony Neville at the Golden Circle Sportsbook and Sports Bar down at Treasure Island. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Always great fun talking football with our pal Mark Lawrence. Playbooksports.com, the Playbook Magazine, is out on book stands all around the country, and it is great information, and I say this with conviction. One of my absolute favorite magazines. It's alphabetic. I mean, seriously, if you want to find out something about Middle Tennessee State, zoop, got it. Right. Got all the information, stats you like, games to play on or play against. And Mark does a deep dive on coaching staffs, specifically coordinators, and it's information that you can use and use not just leading up to the season, but into and throughout the season. So with that wonderful introduction, Mark, the play- pressure's on. Mark Lawrence, uh, PlaybookSports.com. We're doing Conference USA today. How you doing, buddy? You getting ready? Footballs are coming, buddy. I'm getting ready, Brian. I can see the pig in the air right now, and it won't be long before preseason's here, and hopefully the regular season begins. So we got our sleeves rolled up, and we're ready to go. And today we're doing Conference USA, but just let me ask you a general question because we got a couple of segments with you, and we're excited about that. You're continuing to find out information about college football, right? I mean, this is an ongoing process, and that's the challenge for the odds makers and the betters alike. You know, one of my biggest uh, concerns right now as we speak here today with you and Stevie about college football is the looming, ugly, black cloud over college football, which I think is going to be present again this year like it was last year. I'm talking about the, the... COVID, the virus, Mm -hmm. and how it can ultimately end up leading to big, huge edges for certain teams that are vaccinated as opposed to others that are not. And I think it's going to be kind of funny to find out exactly how the odds makers look at that to see whether these teams, if they're going to take a look at vaccinated teams against unvaccinated teams, because if they are not vaccinated, you know, they're going to end up being attrition is going to develop on the team and cancellations and postponements. So that's the ugly side of what, you know, we have looking coming ahead. But uh, it's one of those thoughts that I was uh, dwelling upon last night. Yeah, no. And listen, we'll keep it a thematic thing. Um, the, the goal posts will be moving. Oh, they will be, uh, unquestionably. Uh, you know, and what we're, what we're all thrilled about here right now is that they are going to be playing here. We're doing our college conference previews with you guys. I love doing this, and it just kind of gets the juices flowing right now. Let's go. Conference USA, 
we got a couple of segments with Mark Lawrence. This is going to be great stuff. Thrilled to be with you on the Sports Grid Radio Network Series Channel 204 from the KSHP Studios in Las Vegas. Brian Blessing, Stevie Slapshot, Mark Lawrence. Away we go. Conference USA. We do the overview first on the conference, Mark. For starters, a conference, they are not afraid to schedule games with the big boys. You got to like this conference here. You know, they'll play anybody, put them in front of them, they'll put the helmet on, strap the chin, chin strap on, and let's go at it. And, you know, it's borne out this way this fact that uh, in the Conference USA this year, uh, they're going to face at least one opponent from eight different FBS conferences and four FBS independent conferences. There's 27 games that are going up against teams that either played in a bowl game last year or, uh, will be qualifying as a Power 5 conference team this year. So they'll go toe-to-toe with anybody, and it's good for them because it always shows well for them come bowl season. And rest assured, it will be a busy bowl season for Conference USA because that's their track record. Yeah, they're getting more and more bowl games involved in bowl games, and a lot of that has to do with the ESPN production of bowl games. And they're worthy, the Conference USA. Uh, you know, they fared really rather well. Uh, if you go back to 2011, uh, they've gone 33 and 29 in bowl games since then. Uh, take a look at what, compare that to what the Pac 12 hasn't done, and they have a better record in bowl games than does the Pac 12 since 2011. All right, here we go. We start with the East Division. We go alphabetically, the Charlotte 49ers. Mark, a number of firsts for this program. Yeah, a lot of firsts uh, coming on here, and, you know, you like that. Uh, I think, you know, last year, Will Healy, he went 8-4 and four in his second year with his football program here. That was terrific. He inherited a team that had gone 1-45 and 45 the previous four years, so tip of the hat to him. If he can get another uh, job well done under his belt this year, he'll be moving on real quickly here. But, you know, they're going to play their first home game this year against an ACC opponent, their first game against a Big Ten opponent. That's going toe-to-toe with these big boys as we open up the, this prelude with. And also talking about the, the first season in which they're going to face a pair of Power 5 teams. So Charlotte joins the list, says, come on, we're going to go at you. Serve them up, we're ready to go. They need the defense, right, to get going? Yeah, they're going to need uh, some defense. That's probably the, the you know the one thing that lacks for this football team. Uh, but you know it's Will Healy doing his work, doing what it is that he does best. And uh, uh, if he can do just that, I think he's got another bowl win season in the making here. It's only four and a half wins for their season win total that was projected thus far this football season. But I'm a, I'm all about the coaches and these coaches. Uh, they're going to determine a lot what happens with these football teams. And don't be surprised if Charlotte is bowling by the end of the year. Mark, a lot of time when we do these previews we talk about, hey, a team finished strong, won a bowl game, and they can carry momentum into the next year. For Florida Atlantic and Willie Taggart, they got off to a lightning fast start, but they limped home last year, so no momentum coming here. Yeah, they uh, you know they got out five and one to start the season here. Things were looking really, really good for the football team, and they lost their last three games, uh, which is not really uh, obviously all, that to get all ups, ups excited about this football season. But I'm going to say this. They do have a ton of experience coming back here this year. They got 20 starters, 10 on both sides of the ball, 18 super seniors. Those are guys that are back for an extra year of eligibility, those seniors. So this is going to be a deeply, deeply experienced football team. 
We do what we call returning production rankings in the playbook, and these are from our friend Bill Conley at ESPN, and he ranks them number four of all the uh, power or group of five teams with returning production Florida Atlantic this football season. So the bottom line here is no excuses for Willie Taggart this year. He's got everything in hand that he needs here to get the job done this year. If they don't make it, it's all going to be on Willie Taggart. Hey, you want players to improve, but you're hoping coaches can too. And historically, Taggart's teams have been very undisciplined, but that was one of the bright spots last year, was it not? It was. You know, you go back and you look at uh, his previous three teams. We talked about this annually, about how this team gets penalized more than any team in college football. They ranked 129th, 129th again, and 126th. But that changed last year, and uh, finishing number 18. So there was some dramatic improvement for the team that way this year. So if they can keep that discipline, move forward with all this experience, I think they're going to be a team to watch inside this conference this year. How interesting or confounding is Florida International because they only got to play five games last year. But on paper, they've got experience and a pretty solid running game. They do. And, you know, you take a look at uh, what what made made me scratch my head last year. Now, I know it was a COVID season. They went winless. Uh, But this was a football program last year that, uh, if you looked at them, they were ranked 129th in overall returning production. So maybe that that fit the bill because they did go winless that way this football season. But again, we're going to allude to the the coaches here. Butch Davis, he's been there. He's done that. He knows what he's got at hand here. And he's off a rare losing season here. He's taken uh, this team to a bowl game. You go back and look at at him each of the previous uh, three years that he'd been with the program. He did not do that. He did not win a football game last year. So you know he'll be livid this football season here. And with 19 starters back, we're going to be seeing a lot of starters back for a lot of teams this year, but this is one of them. Ten starters back on offense and nine on defense here. I think FIU will also be coming out with fire in their eyes this football season. Would you come into a season giving FIU the benefit of the doubt as a dog on Butch Davis alone in in the small sample size you had last year? Well, you know, we, we, this, the note we made in the magazine is you look at him in his career as a dog when he's coming off of a, a, a not a blowout loss, but a, a loss of uh, 12 or more points, you know, something worse like that. He's 7-1 to the spread, so he does not like losing. That's the whole bottom line. We saw that in his career in the National Football League as a head coach. We saw it with the Miami of Florida Hurricanes, and we're seeing it here with Florida International with the Golden Panthers. So anytime he's coming off a loss and he's – Puppying up here. First look has got to be to Butch Davis. Well, speaking of puppying up, last year, Marshall, they came out of the gate like a greyhound. What a start last year. Yeah, what a start and what a finish. I mean, my goodness, uh, I thought there was going to be an investigation of what happened to their football team at the end of the season. For the longest time, they were in the talk and the running for the New Year's Day 6 bowl game, and why not? I mean, my goodness, they opened up the season with seven straight wins, and they were cruising. And then what did they do? They dress up as a 24-point favorite at home against Rice, 7-0. and at home and they get shut out 20 to nothing to Rice as a 24-point favorite, and it didn't get any better after that. They dropped their next two football games, and with that, it was bye-bye Doc Holliday. He's no longer the head coach at Marshall. Something ugly happened at Marshall last year, and uh, they didn't like it. They made big changes here. They're bringing Charles Huff in here, uh, and he's got some good coaching pedigree with him, so I think they're anxious to get back to where they were this football program here, and they've got some players to do that. A quarterback and Grant Wells, 
He was the Conference USA Freshman of the Year in 2020. And you got a coach in Charles Huff, who I mentioned here. He's been an assistant the last two years at Alabama. I look for Marshall to do a U-turn this year. Forget about what happened in the last three games. I think they'll be back on the map this year. All right, we still have Middle Tennessee, Old Dominion, Western Kentucky in the East, and then the West Division of Conference USA. Mark Lawrence, kind enough to join us. It's Vegas Sportsbook Radio, Sirius Channel 204, along the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Back with you, Vegas Sportsbook Radio. Brian Blessing and Stevie Slapshot. Stevie's taking notes, but he's ready to dive in, too. Mark Lawrence is with us, PlaybookSports.com. We're doing a Conference USA preview. The information is spectacular. And we have a handful of teams remaining as we bring Mark back into the equation here in the East Division. Let's go to Middle Tennessee, Mark, where the Blue Raiders, in particular, Rick Stockstill, uh, something we're not accustomed to, back-to-back losing seasons. Yeah, that's really rare for Rick Stockstill. He's done a great job with this program here, Brian. He's been there 15 years, and i got to say he's gone bowling at least 10 times doing just that, and it's rare to find those back-to-back losing seasons. But when it's happened twice to him there, he's bounced back the next year two times and gone 10-3 and three and 8-4. and four. And I think we can see something similar in a making and a pattern that way this year. Again, another team well-loaded with 20 starters coming back here and some transfers that are coming in here. They're going to really help the team. Specifically the quarterback, right? Exactly. Bailey Hockman, he comes in here. He was at Florida State and NC State. And they got four starters back on that offensive line and seven of their top eight wide receivers back. This football program is going to make some noise again this year. I'm, like I say, I've been a big Rick Stockstill fan since the get-go, and I'm not going to jump off that bandwagon, especially when he's playing with a big, big chip on his shoulder this year. All right, let's go to uh, Old Dominion. New head coach, and I'll plead stupidity here, which I'm capable of on a regular basis. Is it Ricky Rain? Is that how you pronounce it? Well, I'll plead ignorance with you as well. <laughs> uh, R-A-H-N-E. It's Rain or Ron, Ronnie. Yeah, you could, but I'd say Rain. It's however, it's however the family pronounces it. <laughs> All they care, they don't care as long as he wins, right? And exactly the bottom right. line is, he's he's had to wait to get the fun underway. Yeah, he's. Uh, uh, I think he's going to be good for this football program here. Uh, you know, uh, as a school that had to cancel their program uh, in 2020 due to the COVID season, uh, and and with that, you know, obviously they're going to be gnawing at the bit to get back here, unquestionably. Uh, what he does have on hand here is he caught a couple of super seniors here. Uh, Daryl Mack, who used to be a quarterback at UCF, uh, he's going to be here for the 2021 football season, and that's a big, big shot in the arm for Old Dominion. Probably the uh, maybe the best football player that they've had, at least at that caliber and that level for that program coming up here. Not real deep on returning starters. But the recruits but will go okay. 
But the recruits look good. The recruits look real good for this football program here. He's done a real nice job doing it. 17 three-star recruits coming here with his first class. So, obviously, wherever Ricky Ronnie came from, he knows how to recruit. And that's probably why he was hired here, and he did a great job doing just that. It's going to take a little while here to get this program back here because even before they missed out sitting out last year, they only won one game the year before. So it's been a long time between drinks of water for victories for this football program here. But I think they made the right hire, and they got an exciting quarterback here to at least lead the charge to begin with this year. Hey, if you're a college football head coach, I mean, you want your players to graduate eventually. You just don't want them to all do it at the same time, and that's what happened at Western Kentucky. Yeah, exactly right. It's a program that uh, you look at – talk about peaks and valleys in their football programs here, uh, 65% of their team starts uh, were made by seniors last year. That's devastating. That wipes out a program because it meant that a lot of players that were young and on that underclassman type list didn't even smell the field, and that's not good news when you do just that. Uh, and it all equates into what the production is coming back this year. They've only got 11 starters coming back because of all that. Out of the 74 uh, power or group of five conference teams, they rank number 59 in returning production here. So they're rather skinny, like everybody else is rather healthy. They're not. But an interesting uh, so quarterback arrives. Yeah, that's true. And, you know, it's going to end up helping this program here. Kid came over, come over from Houston Baptist. His name is Bailey Zappi. And he was voted the 2020 Southland Conference Player of the Year. He can light it up. Houston Baptist is all about nothing but offense. 458 yards a game this kid averaged here. That was 101 yards more than anybody of all FBS passers here. So they can light it up, and they're going to try and do just that. They're going to try and put up numbers on the scoreboard here like we haven't seen in a long while. That will probably be their path to back to a winning football season for that program this year. We go to the West Division of Conference USA with Mark Lawrence, PlaybookSports.com. It's great when you have a season to remember, but the key is can you sustain it? And unfortunately, that was not the case for Louisiana Tech last year. No, this is a football program that uh, you know we've all we, we all know about Skippy Holtz. You know he comes from Father Lou and he does a great job, especially in the role of underdog. We beat that horse to death. Talking all about that, but they were coming off some solid seasons uh, with him. If you go back and you look at them, uh, you can go all the way back to 2014 uh, bowling every year at that point. Last year. Uh, five and five. They did make it to a bowl despite the fact that they were just a five-win team. So, you know, that maybe isn't there, but this football team did not do anything good last year. They went backwards huge offensively, 125 yards offensively, and they went backwards big time defensively, too, almost 48 yards a game. So Skippy's got to fill some holes in with his football program here this year. And the thing that gets me the most about this team, Brian, is they were one of the phoniest bowl teams in the country last year. You know, we said they went bowling, they were 5-5, five and five, but in those 10 games they outgained only one opponent. And that one opponent was the aforementioned Houston Baptist football team. That's the only team that they outgained. So they've got some work to do here right now at Louisiana Tech, and I think it's going to be rebuild time for Skippy Holtz. But we're always trying to find little nuggets to help you make some money. Real quick, the one thing with Holtz, if you find this specific scenario, if they're an underdog against an ordinary or weak team, play them. 
Well, he's a good dog anyway, but when he goes up against uh, really lightweight type teams, and we preface it by saying uh, teams that are 4, 44 or less, he is 17 and 3 against the spread. That's a pretty solid role, and he'll probably likely be in that role this year, so mark that one down. That's a great stat. 17 and 3, Skip Holtz, dog, against 4, 44 or less opponents. All right, North Texas is a young team. Maybe ready to get going here. The defense needs a little help. I've got to tell you, I love the play on words. You call them the lean machine. <laughs> yeah, they are the, the, the lean machine. We've been known of, known of them as the mean green machine in years past, but things are getting lean right now these days uh, at North Texas. Now, Seth Luttrell, we talked about him two years ago. When we thought he was on the precipice of being a big-time Power 5 conference coach. He had done nothing but win with this program. He suffered a rare bad four-win season in 2018-19, and he followed up again last year. So suddenly, Seth Luttrell has got some work to do for this football program here. He thought he was on easy street, but it's not going to be so easy anymore. But again, this goes back to what I like to allude to. When when coaches play young talent, it benefits them ultimately in the end, and we should do that this year for North Texas. 16 freshmen from the 2019 recruiting class that were recruited are now part of starters or on the two deep for this football team here. So I'm going to look for a big effort by this North Texas team, largely because of the head coach and because the kids with the experience that are going to be hungry this year. Let's move to Rice. Some solid recruits coming in and a decent defense. Yeah, surprisingly, we're talking about a Rice football team. We're saying some good things about them. Usually, that's not the case. But uh, you know, they ranked 18th in the country in scoring defense last year. That's almost unheard of by a Rice football player, and they allowed less than 19 points a game. And you take a look at uh, of their 60 over of their 110 stars. More than half of them were made by underclassmen again last year. That was the fourth highest in the country. Again, another experienced football team that played a lot of kids last year. Their complexion is suddenly clear for this team, for these young kids. I think Rice could be a real sleeper-type team this year. Southern Miss, uh, this is a program looking to rebound. Yeah, they are. And, you know, it's we wonder what happened to this program here because it was so good for so long, and they were almost annually, they were an annuity for a bowl game each and every year. But, you know, that's kind of gone out the window, if you will. See, so they bring in Will Hall, a new head coach here, to get this program back on the map. They're going to be what I call a mission team this year because, you know, they've been bowlers, and suddenly a three-win season last year doesn't fit well. Jay Hobson's out. He would had done a pretty good job. But they've got a quarterback in Jack Abraham. He's got 27 career starts. That's ninth of all the FBS teams coming in here this year. And they got a running back whose name is familiar, Frank Gore Jr. Uh, Pro Football Focus ranks him as the 10th best running back in the country. So between those two, that quarterback and the running back, this football program could inch its way back into bowl eligibility this year. Does Jr. remind you of his pop, Mark? Because pop was a guy who could control time of possession for a team, and that leads to W's. It does. Uh, you know, he's still not. Uh, you know, he's still going to play a year or two yet. Uh, he's still young. He's part of that young class that's that's growing. And I'm going to say this so much, Stevie. By the time he leaves that football program, he's going to be compared to his dad. Hey, Mark. Uh, UAB. One of the really good feel-good stories of college football this year. 
I love this football program. Everything they're all about, what they do, and uh, what their head coach, Bill Clark, does. I mean, nobody does it better than this football program. Uh, they are t- the team to beat here. They have seven and a half wins for their season over under win total. Uh, but I think they're going to get a little competition. We're going to talk about their that competition in just a little bit here. But they've had a stranglehold on the conference here. They've gone 24 and 7 straight up uh, and 20, 10 to 1 ATS uh, of late. Look at this football program when taking and when taking points eight and two to the spread. So they're a fantastic football team. Nineteen starters back, and again the team to beat inside the conference USA again this year. Remember that video like it was five minutes ago when the team was huddled in a classroom and the program got shut down. It was really emotional. The one other little footnote: not only are they good, you can cash some real numbers on these guys at home. Oh, Bill Clark at home, money in the bank. Uh, Twenty-five and four. Straight up, 18-6-1 to the spread at home under Bill Clark. And when they're coming off a loss, chalk it up. 6-0-1 to the spread, home off a loss under Bill Clark. So put them in their role. They could be a real big profit maker for this football season. All right, UTEP looks like they're bouncing back. And they got some stuff to work with here at the skill positions. Yeah, they do. This is a football program that I don't think is going to be uh, you know, sneered at like they've been before in the past. And if you take a look... Uh, what surprised me last year, of their five losses, they won the yards in three of those contests. That's really saying something for a, a downtrodden-type football team. It tells me that they won't be downtrodden much longer. they got 19 starters coming back, this program does here. Uh, head coach, maybe you're not Dana Dimmel. Uh, he let two coordinators go. He's rebuilding his football program where he needs to rebuild it here. I like the makings of this football team. I think they're going to win more money than they're not cashing tickets this year. I don't know that they're going to be a threat to go to a bowl game, but I think they're going to be a profit maker this football season. How about the job Jeff Trailer did at UTSA? I mean, the job this guy did right out of the gates. I mean, they're ready to throw a parade for him. I would, too. And they're the team I think is the biggest threat to UAB inside this conference. They both happen to live in the same division, which is unfortunate. It would be great to see these two teams lock up uh, in the conference championship game. It won't happen because they're both in the same division. But this is a real dynamite football team here this year. Not only are they loaded, and I'm talking 21 starters back, but they go too deep at almost every position this football program does. And for what you said, what they did last year, there was nothing phony about their effort last football season here. In his second year, he was he's revered in Texas as a coach of the year here. Keep an eye out for this football program here, Brian. They've only got two opponents with winning records from last year. UTSA is a team to look at in this Conference USA this year. That's the kind of information you get in the Playbook magazine, playbooksports.com. Mark, tell them how to get the magazine and all the goodies. Real easy, Brian. It's all available in around-the-country bookstores, Barnes & Nobles, Books A Million, and if you're in Vegas, visit our friends over at the Gamblers Book Club. If you can't do any of that, check it out online, playbooksports.com. All right. Outstanding work, Mark. Great preview of Conference USA. We love doing it with you, bud, and we'll fire it up again next week. Coming right back to Vegas. Keep it right here. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
With your wrap up, Vegas Sportsbook Radio. Scott Farrell's coming up top of the hour on the network. Locally, we got Vegas Hockey Island. Dave Shane from the RJ is going to join us. KSHP.com, there's a listen live function. We'll give you the Seattle roster, save you some time tonight. I'll still watch, but the trades are going to commence tomorrow. Tomorrow's going to be a fun day on Sportsbook Radio, Stevie. I mean, this thing's going to be blowing up while we're on the air. I've, how PO'd. Is ESPN. Oh, yeah. Right? And, you know, there's a... I don't begrudge these guys. I mean, they're doing their work, and they get the information. But I'm wondering if the league... But they have sources. But I'm wondering if the league... We saw the league, for better or worse... I mean, they put a moratorium on the Robin Leonard thing. Right. Right, when Robin Leonard said, oh, you know, you you said these, you were going to make these changes to protocols and you lied to us. And, and that thing went away. They, right. they they put the Sasquatch foot yep. on the information was coming out from the teams. Remember that? Yes. And a week later, everything Robin Leonard said happened. Correct. So, I, you know, I mean, this is, it's your first salvo on a new network. Yeah. And you want to have some suspense for the thing. When the Golden Knights did it, you and I were talking before. We, I was there that night, was hanging with Dana Lane, and we were watching the thing. And we knew Flurry and Garrison and a handful of guys. Right. That, but, like, the Carlson trade got announced and Smith, Marge, so all that, all that stuff. And, like, a lot of that stuff happened that night. Correct. I, I, I have to believe that's, that there are ESPN executives phoning the NHL offices as we are speaking right now. I would be when you consider how much they shelled out, right? And now this thing tonight is feels foregone. But right? I give I give all these guys credit for doing their homework no, and I, getting, no, getting the news out. I understand. I mean, that. it's more on the league. I mean, you know, yes. squelch the stuff if you yep. want it to be a real show. Yep, you have to. Oh well. Hey, we're going to do it tomorrow. It's going to be a great day tomorrow. Join us for Vegas Sportsbook Radio, Series 204, the Sports Grid Radio Network. The most important thing in any relationship is trust. That's why we earn your.